guys, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in again today. I met up just recently with a man called Paul Fisher. And now Paul has been working in the tech industry for about 20 years. And after some major life events which changed his perspective on life, he realized the importance of making a real impact on people's lives. Paul has taken his own passion for living healthy lifestyle, something that took him many years to figure out for himself towards helping other people to elevate their own wellness and his mission is to inspire and help others achieve their health goals faster than he did so without further delay here is paul fisher enjoy hello there and welcome to another conversation with rob today i've got a very interesting guy with us his name is paul fisher and welcome to the podcast paul how are you keeping today Rob, I'm doing great, man. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, I'm so glad we connected recently, and um, just I'm excited to share my story, uh, you know, with the people that you help the most. Absolutely. So, just on that, so your story starts back maybe in 2001 when you were a consultant, right? Yeah. So my background is in technology, and uh, my career started out back in the early 2000s as a consultant. So I was working for uh, a very large uh, global consulting organization, which uh, offered me a lot of amazing things. I got to travel the world. I got to work with some very large organizations. So for me, early on in my career, it I just had this kind of trajectory that uh, I was doing things at an early age that I never would have expected. And so that was just a great experience for me. And was it by accident or was it consciously that you got into the tech industry or what way did that pan out? I actually, I went to school for it. So um, that was what I was uh, seeking. Uh, however, getting into the consulting side of things, that was a little bit uh, by accident, so, uh, sort of. Uh, I knew what it was like. I knew it was more of a lifestyle and uh, something that would take me away from my home. Uh, 100% get me out of my comfort zone. And I remember thinking at one point early on in the journey and in, in my career that I was, I was doing things that I never, like growing up, I never even knew existed in terms of like traveling and, and working for large organizations and things like that. And so I just kind of had to pause for a moment and say like, wow, like look, look kind of where I've come in such a short amount of time. And so I really had to dip my feet into it to understand if I liked it or not, because it, my, my initial impression, and I think this will come out later in my story too, was like the stereotypes of like working long hours, being stressed, uh, you know, being on the road all the time and how like that was going to be like really a really hard life. And what I found out is that I tried it and I fell in love with it. And so a career that I thought would start out for maybe a year or two turned into about five in, in traveling and, and working for these large organizations and things like that. And so that was, um, that was just a complete, not surprise, but just, a, just something that happened in my life that I went for it and I gave it a shot and it turned out to be something that was amazing. And maybe even more so is I met my wife in that journey. So I, I met her working for that company we were both traveling consultants. And so, um, you know, at the very least, I got that amazing thing out of it. Amazing. So how long was it into your journey working there that you met your wife? 
uh, six months, I met her and uh, we started uh, dating a few months later. Um, so not very long into it. And um, the funny thing is the one project that we were on together, it was pretty large. I think there was about 150 consultants or so. Um, there was four couples that got married from that project <laughs> and they're still married today, which is pretty amazing. Cool. So then fast forward a little bit, like you, um, you meet each other and you get married. How, how long after did you get married? Uh, after, well, we weren't super quick to get married. <laughs> so, uh, some of the, some of the life things I've done have taken me a little bit of time to jump into, but, uh, I think we got married about six years after we had met, but we, we had some different periods in our life at that time. So we were both traveling and working together for like two years. And then we were traveling and, and working separately for two years. And then at the same time, we decided, we kind of looked at each other and we we're like, are we really going to like live this life forever separated from each other, mm. you know, flying to different parts of the world. And so we knew that most likely that was going to come to an end at some point. So very close to each other, we actually both left consulting and took jobs in the Pittsburgh area. So um, one thing maybe you didn't introduce is I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania uh, in the United States, and I'm sure you have a global audience. Um, so we decided because our families were from this area, that we were gonna move back here and then start the whole process of, you know, starting a family, getting married, buying a house, all that stuff. So that was maybe a two year period as well. So we had kind of like three unique uh, two year periods along that journey until we finally got married. Gotcha. And then something significant happened, right? Um, how long into sort of your relationship was that that happened and, and, and what was it that happened? Yeah, so we got married in 2009, and so um, one of the big uh, events in my life um, that really has shaped where I'm at now, uh, a few years after we got married, we had been trying to um, start a family, and um, we had had a couple of miscarriages, unfortunately, which are very difficult to go through, um, and then we finally got pregnant. We got past that hurdle of um, the, the 12 week, 15 week time frame where you think, okay, we're out of this miscarriage. Like that was like a safe zone for us. And, um, and funny thing is kind of related to you the week before we found out we were pregnant, we were headed to London and Dublin for a vacation. So, um, that was just such an exciting time in our life, but a little bit trepidatious and a little bit scary because we were like so concerned about that first 12 weeks again to get beyond that. So once mm -hmm. we got beyond that, we were very relieved. We thought, oh, okay, we're, in, we're good to go now. Um, and so the pregnancy was, was perfect the whole way through. And then 10 days before um, we were due, we went into the hospital and my wife just wasn't feeling right and she was sensing some decrease in movement. And that's when we found out that uh, our daughter no longer had a heartbeat. And so she was stillborn at 38 and a half weeks. And so that was just one of those like moments in, in my life where everything paused and I was just like, is this real? Like, is this really happening? It just, it just, even today, and this was six years ago, it feels so surreal. And it feels like in one regard, it happened yesterday. In another regard, it, it didn't happen at all. And so it just shocked our world tremendously and that was the turning point for me to start to really reflect on my life and understand, like, what am I doing? Where, where am I going with things? Right. 
and like I can imagine that that sort of event is is enough to knock you for a six. You know, how did you how did you react to that? What what was it that went through your mind, and what changes did you did you see in your life that that you uh, needed to make? Yeah, I mean, the, the the very very first thing was I felt so bad for my wife because yeah. just physically speaking. She, she had to go through this. She had to give birth to a baby. And we, we, we were just, we were in such disbelief and we were just hoping that we would hear a cry when, whenever she was born. And, uh, you know, obviously, and unfortunately that didn't happen. Um, we were just hanging on for any sort of little hope there. But my immediate next thought was, we are going to find a way to get beyond this. And I said to her, I said, we're going to come out of this stronger than we could ever imagine. And people are going to look at us and say, how did they do that? How did they go from something so, you know, challenging and terrible in their life to creating something and in, in, in living a life where they're, where they're happy and they're helping others and they're showing other people. And that was more of, that was more of a reaction for me. Like it wasn't something that like, I wasn't really like that as a person before that I wasn't like this, Hey, let's overcome everything. And, and you know what, you know, we're going to, we're going to be prosperous no matter what and all this stuff. I, I had a different mindset at that point. I was very like personally focused, um, somewhat maybe selfishly focused on things. And so for me to kind of have that initial thought of, okay, we're going to go do something bigger and better than ourselves. And we're going to do something that's going to impact other people that makes other people, you know, say, oh, wow, they, they are amazing for what they've been able to do was just pure uh, in the moment and gut reaction. And so um, I wish I could say that from that moment forward, everything was easy and it was, um, it, we, we kind of just hit, hit the ground running with that, but we didn't. Um, we spent probably nine months where we were just, we just kind of locked ourselves in our house. We didn't do anything. We weren't doing the things that we, loved before i mean my wife and i are both very active we love playing sports being outdoors doing you know you know working out and doing physical activities and things like that and we just weren't doing them you know mm. we spent six to nine months just just surviving basically and um the probably two things that really got us beyond that were uh, one is we were very very fortunate and very determined to have a family. So we were very fortunate that six months later, um, maybe a little bit against the doctor's wishes, but we were so determined. We we're like, we're, we're going to have a family. We got pregnant again, six months later. And so, um, that was probably turning point number one where we had something else to focus on. And we, we really had to put all of our energy now into this new baby that was about to be born. And so we're, we're very lucky that, uh, our second daughter was born very healthy. Uh, she's uh, almost five years old now, which is amazing. Um, but that started to put more focus on us thinking about the future rather than being stuck in the past. And it's not that we forget the past or we want to ignore the past, but it really taught us that we had to, we had to find a way to, to push beyond this. We, did, we couldn't live this type of life forever. And so at, at about nine months, I said, enough is enough. I need to get out of this rut and I need to make the changes that I need to make to get back to feeling the way that I want to feel. So I want to have the energy. I want to feel like I can, you know, 
go do the things that I love and things like that. And so for me, I just, I knew I had to make those changes personally. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I made that commitment and I went for it. And that was kind of the beginning of me turning my health around to the point where I felt like, okay, this is, this is how I want to feel for the rest of my life. Amazing. And what was it specifically that you, you found you needed to do in your own life to turn it around? Well, uh, so maybe taking a step back beyond that. So um, we're coming up on the, the six, six, my daughter would be six uh, in February here. Um, a few years before that, um, one of the other big, big turning points in my life was when my father got sick and uh, needed open heart surgery. And so I think a lot of people can relate to a family member, you know, having some sort of illness or some sort of disease that, um, you know, is, is a major obstacle to overcome. Um, but what was, what was even more shocking to me, um, besides the fact that my dad and like, you know, you look up to your parents and everything like that, you think they're invincible, um, was my dad was very healthy or seemingly healthy his whole life. So he was a runner for 40 years. My dad was very thin. He has a lot of energy. He still has a lot of energy today. So he's doing great now. Um, but what was shocking is like, he's doing all these things that are right. Why would he have such a major health concern and a major health issue um, that he's dealing with? And so as I looked into it more and more and thought about it, I was like, you know what? My dad ran a lot, has high energy, probably has high metabolism. I said, he never showed any signs of this because of he had, I think, a poor diet. He just ate kind of that standard American diet. Gotcha. And it was very, very fortunate, but maybe unfortunate that nothing ever showed up that made him say, hey, I got to change some of these habits in addition to the exercise. And so that's where I realized that you can create health in your body by eating right and doing the right things in terms of nutrition and sleep and things like that. Uh, and so I knew what those things were. But at the time that we were trying to overcome the loss of our daughter, I knew some of the the more uh, extreme things I had done in the past where I had had some success, they, I just wasn't going to be able to do it. So um, I, I kind of, it was kind of that I know what I need to do, but I know what I can't do. So I got to find something that's going to, to fit into that, that place that I was in at the moment. And so that's where I just, I searched and I, and I was looking for and trying different things and just found this mix of things that allowed me to create that success. And I think that was one of the big things that I took away from it is being open to trying new things, but also figuring out what you can do for a long period of time. And that was always my outlook. Like I was like, I want to be healthy when I'm my dad's age, not 30 days or 60 days from now. So I, I honestly said, I've done this in the past. I know I can't do that for, for a year, so I'm not going to do it. I've done this in the past. I know I'm not going to be able to do that for, for the next three years. So I'm not even going to start doing that. And so that was really how I went through the process of determining how can I find these things that are going to fit my life in the, the most challenging point in my life. And so a lot of people that I talk to and work with now might be going through a lot. They might have busy schedules, busy lives. I completely understand for all the same reasons I should not have started when I did but I was committed to it and I knew I needed to do it because I had a baby coming in a couple of months and I needed to feel better and be myself so that I could be my best for her. For sure. Yeah. Like I've 
changed my diet radically over the last, I would say, 10 years. And when I look back and think, God, I used to eat some crap and junk. <laughs> but I've, m- myself and my partner, she's a nutritional therapist. We've radically changed our, our diet around and um, take supplements and whatnot. So was it that sort of a change? Did you find yourself that you weren't eating healthy or living healthy and those types of changes that you made? Yeah, I mean, whenever I was, after we had lost our daughter, basically anything that I wanted to do had gone out the window. So eating healthy, exercising, um, just being mindful about how how I take care of myself, um, you know, sleeping, hydration, things like that, Mm -hmm. you know, probably even drinking a little bit too much, um, you know, just because it was just like, I don't feel like doing anything else. And you know, some of the things I enjoy are like a good beer and things like that. So, you know, it just kind of became the norm. And uh, I didn't, I didn't care. It didn't matter what I was doing. And so I almost look at it as like, I won't say I was punishing my body, but I didn't care how I was treating myself. And so it really took kind of that self love for me to say, I I need myself to be better. And I need to make the improvements on what I need to do. And um, through the research that I had done and the trial and error that I had done over the years, I absolutely knew that I needed to start with nutrition and some of the basics around that before I went and did anything else. Because I had tried to like, kind of like work it off and exercise it out in the past. And it's, it like, it's, it's hard. Like when you're, when you're a little, when you have a few extra pounds and you're a little achy and you're, you just don't have the energy you don't perform very well. And so I, I know that if you can get just, if you can lose like five or 10 pounds, you feel lighter on your feet. And all of a sudden you're like, I feel like moving. I feel like going for that jog. I feel like doing a little bit of extra in the gym or something like that. And, or starting something new, maybe a little more challenging than, than you've done in the past. And so I knew that if you can just kind of get that small momentum first by getting some more energy sleeping a little better, um, losing a little bit of body fat, that's going to kind of send you off in this, this momentum to, to be able to get to like bigger, bigger goals. And so that's, yeah, I started very much like you where it was like, let me change the things that I'm putting in my body and let my body start to feel better and then worry about how can I fine tune it and make it stronger and all of those things. And is is that something you do? I know that you work in the, still in the tech industry, but is that something that you do alongside uh, your your full time job, if you were? I do. Yeah, I do now. So uh, whenever I started my journey ten years ago, all of this was was very focused on me, and I think that's a reflection of where I was in my life at that time, where I was so focused on my career and you know maybe getting a promotion or getting a bigger and better project and it wasn't so much that i was focused on some of those things for like money or recognition or anything like that it was more about achievement like what can i do more i i personally get a little bit stagnant whenever i do the same thing for a long time so um you know that's one of the things i love about like what i do within it in terms of um helping companies implement systems and change their business and transform their business and things like that is that no, no two days are the same. And so being able to look for and take on new challenges has always been something that I've looked for. Um, but 
that journey for me was very personal, both professionally as well as health wise mm-hmm. for a number of years. And I would talk to people about what I was doing. And I, I get, I get the, even today I get the weirdest looks from people. I, I always say people look at me like I have horns growing out of my head sometimes whenever I talk about things. But back then it was more about, I was talking about it from me, like what I was doing. I wasn't really talking about it like, Hey, you should try this or you should do this, or this is something that can help you. I was just talking about it cause I was interested in it. And so it was a very kind of introspective and personal journey for a number of years. And even when I got started um, after we lost our daughter, it was all about me. But what, what, what it really, when it really turned into um, something more than that was um, the, the kind of two-year period after we lost our daughter, I went to work every day and I thought, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't explain it. And I kept telling my wife, I'm like, something's not right here. And I had changed jobs a number of times. So... For her, she was like, oh, he's probably just doesn't like where he works or, you know, isn't happy with the position he's in or maybe doesn't like some of the, the team dynamics and things like that going on. And so she, her immediate thing was like, well, just, just switch jobs. Go get another job. You've done it like four times before anyway. So, so why not do that? And I said, I said, maybe, but I said, I don't know. I said, I like the people I work with. The company's really good. Uh, you know, all the things were pointing towards like this, this wasn't so bad of a job. Um, but it was just something was missing. It was kind of like empty, like none of the things that I was seeking before, like the, the promotion or the project or the, you know, completion of something major, the achievement that didn't have the meaning any longer for me. And so that was kind of a two year period where I, I, I was just like, something isn't right. And I'm trying to figure out what it is. And I couldn't pinpoint that. So um, I eventually did take my wife's advice. I switched jobs. And the job that I had was good. The job that I have now is great. Awesome. Like, it's great. Like all the things I was searching for, you know, certain, certain, um, you know, levels in the company, certain, um, financial, um, you know, levels and things like that. I'm like extremely happy with all of them. And what really triggered me was, oh, I have all those things that I've been searching for, for like five or seven years. And I feel the same way. I feel Mm like, oh, I'm still searching for what that other thing was. And so when my wife finally went back to work, um, after taking a year off, um, when we had our second daughter, Karis, uh, which that is, I mean, that's kind of commonplace maybe for you guys over in Europe yeah. to have like a long six months yeah. or a year off after having a baby. That is completely unheard of in the US. So my wife stopped working for a year and took care of our daughter. And when she went to go back to work, she was not feeling herself. She was pregnant for two straight years. Yeah. She went through the most traumatic thing that I think a lot of people can possibly imagine. So for her, she just wasn't herself. She didn't, she didn't feel right. She was, you know, not having the energy to, to go do the things that I mentioned before that we really love doing. And she hadn't really lost the baby weight. And so I'd said, Hey, let's, let me help you out. Let me show you what I'm doing and you can try it out. And she did. And like a week into it, she like lit up. You could just see she was a different person. And so that's when, the kind of light bulb went off for me. I was like, 
I'm already like very interested in health and, and doing things for myself. And I talk to people every now and then, and I'm like, look what I can do for people. Like, look at the, the change that I can help them make. And, and people need it. Like I go into work and I, I see people every day and they're exhausted and they're not happy and they don't want to be there and they don't have time to, to do the things that they want to do. And so when I saw that I could give that just to other people and I saw the way that she responded, that was, that was like what I was searching for. And so I said, this is what I want to do. I want to start sharing these things and helping other people in a way that can truly impact them. Because now, you know, my wife and other people that I've worked with and what I've, what I've seen is that once you feel better, you know, whatever that is for you, right. That could be losing some weight. That could be getting more energy. That could be getting stronger in the gym. And once you feel better, have that energy, have that confidence, all the other things start to get better. Mm. You start to perform better at your job. You start to show up better for your family. You start to go back to maybe the hobbies that you really enjoy because you feel like you have the energy or the desire to do it. And I mean, I was actually, I've been doing this exercise lately and it, and it goes back to oh, like life events that happen to you that are very positive and that create this positive emotion for you. And a lot of mine center around sports. And so I'm thinking, wow, I want to maybe find some time to go back and play basketball more, do, you know, play some of the sports that I used to love playing that I've gotten out of now that I have a family and a job and a business and all these things. Um, you know, what are those things that I really want to go back and do? And so being able to help other people in that way so that then the rest of their life can start to improve. I, I just, I feel like that sets the foundation for it. And so that, that's what really turned my focus into from what I was doing in my job to how I can like truly help people on a very personal level, but also for me, do something in a bigger way that I can make a real impact with people. And I think that's really what I was searching for is how can I make a positive impact on people? Because my perspective shifted when we lost our daughter from me mm. and what I can do for myself to what can I do to make my daughter proud? Mm. My daughter's not going to be proud that I finished a project or that I got a promotion, but she will be proud that I helped somebody improve their life. She will, will be proud that I helped somebody start to do more of the things that they, they love doing because they can physically do it now, or they have more time to do it now, or they have more energy to go do it now. And so that, that really just kind of all came together for me. And it was, it was like kind of the perfect meshing of everything that at that time and really set me off on this path of, okay, how can I go impact people? Yeah. It's amazing that those types of careers are, are lifestyle enabling um, type of roles are, it's like a superpower, right? Like when I coach people and I get a sense of their growth, you know, when, when they come back to me for a session and they're so excited about what they've done, it's, it's like, size getting paid. It's an amazing feeling to witness that and say, wow, that feeling of I've had a little bit to play in that. It's, right, it's right. incredible. So you know what I'm talking about, right? Absolutely. And one perspective I have on that is there's a difference. There's a huge difference between getting paid for something you're good at and getting paid for something that you're 
helping people with mm. or you're making an impact on. And, and I think, I feel like if you can do, you can combine both of those things, it's an amazing thing. And so yeah. I, I totally understand what you're, what you're saying. And I know how you, you impact people in that way. And I think it's a great thing. Yeah, it's amazing. So what are the type of people that you do help and, and what is it that you help them with? Yeah, so uh, the general answer is anybody. But, um, you know, I think, I think it's, it tends to be a lot of people that are like me. So people that are busy, probably a working professional, probably have a family, and, and they don't have – I see a lot. So my big thing is nutrition and lifestyle changes that are going to allow you to, to be, start to begin to achieve and turn around your health. And um, the struggle that I've had personally and that I see with a lot of people is it becomes overwhelming. And if you don't have the time to do it, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. And um, one of the maybe misconceptions that I like to, to show, and I personally have just like, I've disproved this is that you don't have to go to the gym for two hours and kill yourself in the gym to be able to achieve a certain level of health. Now, if you want to achieve some sort of physique, competition or whatever. Yes, mm. absolutely. But if you're just like me, the average person that wants to be healthy, wants to feel better, you, you don't have to go and, and carve out this huge amount of time, do all these crazy things to be able to achieve that. There's, there's, a, there's a handful of simple things that you can do focusing on things like sleep, hydration. Um, I'd mentioned nutrition is a big thing for me. And so really finding ways that you can fit those things into your lifestyle my big thing is how can you do that? How can I help you do that in a way that doesn't add more time to your day or doesn't prevent you from doing certain things? Um, really just making those time trade-offs and saying, okay, here's some things that aren't serving you to hit those goals. And here's how we can maybe replace some of those with some better habits and also find some ways that are going to fit into um, your day and your lifestyle that will make you know, eating and you know, what you're doing a little more convenient amazing and it's so true it's you know the type of lifestyle that that people lead these days is go 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 and time just leaks left right and center and people find themselves at the end of a week going oh what did i do this week and yes. usually what leaks out the side and and gets uh, mismanaged and forgotten about is the health the exercise nutrition all those types of things because they're habitual and you know it's easy to get into a bad habit it's quite hard it to to reverse it and and change it around yeah yeah so a big big uh, aha moment for me and and i think for most people you have to be honest with yourself and uh i was i was telling myself a lie for a, a number of years where i had this mentality that i would eat healthy during the week and then i would like indulge and splurge on the weekends right and I did this for years until I stopped myself and I said, what does this mean? Like, what am I doing? Mm. And I said, I said, hold on a second. I said, um, I am eating, uh, I'm eating healthy Monday through Thursday. And then I'm eating healthy like Thursday dinner through Sunday. And I'm like, that's not, the weekend that's half the week yeah and so so when i had that like realization of what i was really doing kind of like you said that leaking out that that saturday sunday leaked into friday and then it leaked into thursday 
and that became like acceptable to me. And so um, you're absolutely right. Like I, you kind of like have these like tolerances and then when the tolerance gets bigger, it only can continue to go that way until you, until you really be, be honest about what you're doing and then get more focused on how you can kind of reel it back in and get it to, to that you want to get. And so um, I think that becomes very easy when you're busy. I think it's easy to let things slide whenever you don't have the time when you're running around. Um, and probably the, the biggest success factor that I personally had um, was when my wife started her journey, I was focused on her. I was focused on how can I help her. And the, and the way that I focused on doing that was I was very, very committed myself because I said, if I'm not committed, she's not going to be committed. And so helping her made me recommit and refocus on what I was doing. And so having that accountability with each other, yeah. I think is a huge thing. And that's something that I talk about a lot. I do a lot of like Facebook lives and stuff like that. And no matter what my lesson or what, what I want to share or teach with other people, uh, it, a lot of it always comes back to how can you hold yourself accountable? How can you find somebody else to, to help you stay accountable? Because we are much more likely to let ourselves down before we let somebody else down. Exactly. I know if you and I are doing a certain challenge together, you know, or we're, we're committing to doing something and you're doing it, I don't want to be the one that drops Social the Social pressure, right? Exactly, exactly. So um, that was a huge, a huge um, change in, in how I was perceiving things that allowed not only my wife to have success, but me as well. And so that's really something that I stress a lot with people is like, how can I help hold you accountable? Who can you work with, you know, side by side, your brother, your sister, your spouse, whatever, that's going to go on this journey with you because you're both going to be successful if you're doing it together. Amazing. Amazing. And have you a link that I can leave in the show notes below? Yeah, absolutely. I'll give uh, my contact info. Um, we have a, a group that actually myself and one of my good friends and business partners, that's an awesome personal trainer we have that uh, we're really just all about inspiring people to live a healthier life and supporting them in that journey. I think there are, uh, you know, there's so many things that are out there that people might not feel supported in what they're doing. They might feel shy and sharing what they want to do and just being able to give people that, that safe place, a place where they can go, um, you know, have that camaraderie, have that support that they're looking for. Um, yeah, I can share that group as well because, um, you know, we love, uh, more people coming in and the more people we can help. I, I just honestly think the better off the world's going to be. Amazing. Love that. So what's life like for you now in Pittsburgh? Your daughter's four. My daughter's four. Yeah. She's getting ready for kindergarten in the fall. Um, which is amazing. Like, <laughs> I feel like she was born yesterday and, and she's just this little baby, but, uh, she's, she's like, we have like full on adult conversations with her, which is so funny <laughs> to see like such a small person doing that. So, uh, you know, when I'm not working and I'm not fitting in some of the business, uh, the health business into the side, um, it's, it's all about her, you know, how can we just, you know, help her live a healthy and happy life? Um, you know, for, for people that have families, your kids 
don't do what you say, they do what you do. do yeah. And like, I see that every day in her actions that she takes and, and the things that she does, the things that she eats and that she won't eat. You know, there's things that we don't eat personally for health reasons and for other personal reasons. Um, and she won't eat them either. And it's not, and we actually try to have, to have her eat them because we want her to eat a hamburger to try it, to see if she likes it, because we don't want her to think that, that she can't have something yeah. if she doesn't want it, but she doesn't eat it because we don't eat it. And she, she just has that, that. Isn't like, that fascinating? Yeah. She perceives everything that we do. And so you're setting um, a we, good example, like you're being good role models. So like, obviously she's going to, to follow on in those footsteps. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that we try to do that so much. And it's hard because you, you as an adult do things and you don't realize that maybe this little person is watching you. Um, but they are. And so, you know, you, you have to be conscious of that, but the more positive things like that, that you can instill in their lives earlier by being that example, being the person that they can look up to is going to set them off for, for such great success. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're really just, we're, we're super just happy with like, you know, her development and where she's at and just excited for her to, to go to school in the fall. It's, uh, it's, it's a great time. Amazing, Paul. As we wrap up here, have you any other sort of messages that you'd like to get out and, and, and tell people? Yeah, um, I, probably the biggest message I can send people is, uh, you know, don't let what you think about something hold you back. You might think, oh, I'll never do that, or I could never try this, or I could never start this, or I could never give this up, or I'm just meant to be this way. And I think that's that's one of the big um, misconceptions that I want to I want to debunk for a lot of people is you're not meant to be anything and you're not limited on anything that you can do. If you think, um, especially from a health perspective, that you're destined for a certain thing, whether that's like, Oh, we've had heart disease in our family or we've had cancer in our family or, you know, everybody gets this in our family. You don't have to, you, you can, you can absolutely make healthy changes that will make your life better. And most likely, not have that happen to you. So much of what we do is related to environment, uh, diet, lifestyle, that you can prevent so many of these common things that we see, especially here in the United States, from happening. Uh, most of our diseases in this country are lifestyle diseases. Mm. But they're, they're not genetic diseases. And so uh, I just, I want people to understand that you absolutely can do it. My, my goal after seeing what my dad went through is I refuse to believe that I will have heart disease and yeah. I will have open heart surgery like that. I, I didn't have any kids at the time, but I said, I don't want my kids to experience me going through something like that. And I personally don't want to do it either. Like <laughs> I saw what my dad went through and he was very fortunate because he was in shape that his recovery was so much better. Right. And so that was one thing that I found that was quite amazing. But I, I refuse to believe that I am destined for any of that. So I, I, I just want people to understand that you might have a perception of something, throw it out the window. You might think that you're limited in what you can and can't achieve or can't do, throw it out the window. I, I guarantee that if you do something for two to three weeks, 
you will be able to overcome that belief and do whatever it is that you'll be able, that you're trying to achieve and incorporate that into your life for a long period of time, if not the rest of your life. And it honestly, it doesn't take very long. I think for most things that I've seen with people, it's literally just a few weeks and, and your mindset has changed. If it's related to health, your body will change, your tastes will change, what you, what you crave and seek out will change. And I know that might sound weird to some people, but when it does, you will feel so much better. I love it, Paul. That is an amazing message. And I'm sure that the people listening will be uh, better off for listening to it. So thank you. I really want to thank you so much for taking the time today to, to join me here. And, yeah, thanks, uh, Rob. It's, it's, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Cool. I, I appreciate you letting me um, you know, talk to your audience. Uh, I hope that they can get at least some positivity and some uh, excitement to go try something new, to try to make that next step. You know, it doesn't have to be a huge, you know, hey, overnight I'm going to be successful or healthy or whatever. But if you just take that next step and keep taking that next step, you'll get there. And, and it's a long, it's a long-term game. It's not a, it's not, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So if you have that mindset, you'll absolutely get there. So thank you so much. Uh, it's just, it's really great uh, sharing my story with you. I, I appreciate all you're doing and helping other people. So keep up the great work, man. Indeed. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Rob.